Morning, Lobster Crew. It's Friday, motherfuckers. We out here for them coffee and them memes and oh yes. indeed you see them all pouring in Come on, I see ya, I see ya Facebookers Head on over to that YouTube's I keep hearing so much about no music at all going through the uh, Facebook stream. Uh, basically, I'm just playing John Cage's 4 minutes 55 or whatever it's called. <laughs> just on repeat. Manuel Graf in the chat says you want to do a collab. Let's do a collab right now. How about this? When I say Mampy, you say Swift. Mampy.
all y'all new Facebookers on the YouTubes. Facebookers on the YouTubes. Make sure you hit that subscribe. So we won't have to go through this ridiculous system again. That little number's Minimal Instinct by Kirill. It's on Critical. I think. I think so. Yeah, probably. Most of the good stuff is these days. Come on. You know I mean it. Yeah, Minimal Instinct by Kirill. That's a fine, bloody record. Ladies, gentlemen, sisters, brothers and others. It's three minutes past the hour. On uh, three minutes past ten on the 14th of December, 2018. The Chinese year of the dinger. And uh, you're in tune, ladies and gentlemen, to Coffee and Memes. Yeah, you bloody know it. It is four minutes past ten and you are locked in to Coffee and Memes. Steady job, a couple extra potatoes, that's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Hello and welcome to Coffee and Memes, live on Threshold.fm, live on YouTube, partially live on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, hit the YouTube link, get over to where the real shit's going down. Fuck the Zuck, don't get cut by the Zuck. Too much Zuck will make you yuck. I think that's how the saying goes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, got a lot of, uh, yeah, there's some good bits in today. woman who has married a ghost of a 300-year-old pirate is regretting it. Unlucky man, 70-year-old man, spends 12 grand on uh, penis filler. Sex robot news, a little bit of catch-up on our friend uh, Unicol Unicron, who has started a consent-focused robot brothel and is still out there looking like a 2013 high-ranking fan, quite honestly. Uh, what of us? Mum snacks on cigarette butts and chalk due to bizarre condition. Uh, KFC selling logs that smell like fried chicken. Uh, Oregon legalising shrooms. Uh, oh man of stuff lazy people have got an excuse apparently it's genetic it's ridiculous boy with sex sheep it's all going down it's all going down we've got an absolute bloody got 16 in the clip and one in the hole when it comes to shoe throwers today i tell you whoo we'll crown shoe thrower of the week of course got new uh inside info new shimon uh new frags Gonna, I'm going to play that D-Bridge record today. I promise you, I'm going to play that D-Bridge uh, record. Uh, people saying in uh, on Facebook, it's not even that bad without the music. Well, it's, it's all personal preference, isn't it? It's all 
It's all subjective. Um, right, look, let's get into um, let's get into some of this madness. Woman who is married to a ghost of a three hundred year old pirate issues warning after split. <sighs> and people in Japan are marrying holograms. People in the UK are marrying uh, pirate ghosts of pirates, and you wonder why uh, there are population problems. Irish Jack Sparrow impersonator Amanda Sparrow Large. Amanda Sparrow Large. Okay. Um, uh, this is supposed to be a double-barreled surname. Amanda Sparrow Large, 46, has told people to be very careful when dabbling in spirituality. Have you been ghosted by a, a ghost? The clue's in the name. A woman who is married to a ghost of a pirate has revealed that she split from her 300-year-old husband and has had to issue a warning. <sighs> you can't even imagine the amount of bloody pirate Viagra you'd need to get it up when you're 300 years old. Irish Jack Sparrow impersonator, Amanda Sparrow Large, 46, made headlines when she was legally married to a Haitian pirate uh, by a shaman priest. I'd question the legality of that. You know, I mean, does she deserve the... the, Are there there still in this modern day and age tax incentives in the UK from being married? If so, I don't know if you deserve it for being married to a ghost particularly uh, shame and priest my foot uh amanda said earlier this year she'd found her soulmate in the pirate of the 1700s who was executed for thieving on the high seas see also another thing he's a pirate that's not okay look i don't want to lump all pirates in together i'm sure that you know there are some nice pirates you know and they're not all like you know they're not all well, they were, they were a bit, bit pillagey, weren't they, the pirates? You know, traditionally. I mean, they're, they're living a life of crime on the high seas. But, yeah, so he's, look, you've married a ghost of a pirate who was executed for thieving. I, don't, you know, don't go crying to mummy when he, he steals stuff off you, you know, and then ghosts you. They tied the knot in a boat off the Irish coast in international waters. <laughs> But now the mum from um, it's a really unpronounceable words in Ireland uh, has revealed the unlikely union is over and warned that people need to be very careful when dabbling in spirituality. Where where did this marriage to a pirate ghost go wrong? Keen to find out. Posting on social media, she said, So I feel it's time to let everyone know that my marriage is over. I will, in all due course... Um, explain but for now all i want to say is be very careful when dabbling in spirituality it's not something to mess with uh pirates of the caribbean superfan amanda shelled out six grand changing her name uh and uh, and look and worked for a time as a jack sparrow impersonator yeah, you gotta have a side hustle ain't you uh she said her name change uh had a cha- name changed by d pole from amanda large and had replica tattoos uh, dreadlock replica tattoos are they not or are they just tattoos or are they anyway dreadlocks uh, and gold teeth fitted to look like the character uh, played by Johnny Depp uh, she now lives in Belfast and has announced in October that, uh, in October October announced in October that she was asexual adding I always knew from a young age I was different uh, I grew up in a small village in Ireland and sexuality was taboo anything that was not heterosexual was never discussed um what about marrying ghost pirates? Uh, Amanda made headlines around the world after meeting her ghost Jack in 2014, uh, who she appeared beside, uh, who appeared, said appeared beside her as she lay in bed. Uh, she said he looked like the Pirates of the Caribbean character. His skin was dark black and he had jet black hair, or so he tells me. Oh, 
<sighs> you just can't believe anything ghost pirates say. They're notorious liars. <laughs> I told you it wasn't really cool. We're, I wasn't really cool with having casual sex with a spirit. And I wanted us to make a proper commitment together. It's good, over the traditionalist. Uh, I wanted a big traditional wedding with a white dress. It was very important to me. Well, look, I'm, I'm sad that hasn't worked out. And I wish her the best of luck. Uh, you know, with all her endeavours, be it pirate impersonation or otherwise. I think she seems like a nice lass. And uh, God bless her. Right, look, how about this new one from Shimon? Um, this is... Shimon and Benny L. It's called Yeti. Do you see what it was? Was it a person or an animal? Or? I can't tell. All I know is that my central light came on and I just happened to glimpse and see this thing running across the yard. Uh, a good-sized man or something looks like a man. I don't know what it was, just that it ran across the yard. Okay. You've had problems in the neighborhood before? Yep. Yeah, got to chase it. So whatever it was, it was standing out there. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go out. Yeti by Shimon and Benny L. It's on Bass Rush. Bass Rush Records. Sean de Bass Rush. It's a great new John Bass Record label. It's uh, got some hot joints on there. Some hot shit. I totally recommend it. Uh, it's got the Shimon. The Benny L. It's called Yeti. This is out today by all accounts. Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine. I don't know.
Yes, Yeti by Shimon and Benny L. It is out today on Bass Rush Records. And it's absolutely fine. We just can't find out wrong with that. Fine, absolutely fine. Man, 70, spends 12 grand on fillers to boost his penis size. He looks like a bit of a character. He's got a bowler hat on, he's got a little pair of gunties, and he's got a sort of shirt and tie. Let's get him up on the screen. He is a psychopath. What is he doing with his life? Well, you know, you're 70, you're in your sort of autumn years, aren't you? You're in, maybe you're in your sort of winter months, I guess, at 70. Why not have your penis full of saline solution? Might as well. I bet he hangs out with that dude that wants to change his age so that he can pick up younger chicks on Tinder. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there he is. That's what he's looking for. That's the girth. That's very girthy. I'm, dude, you're a 70-year-old man. Who you, like, what you... Ah, well, anyway, let's find out. Look, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now. Oh, there's a video of him. He looks weird, man. An elderly man has spent 12 grand getting fillers injected into his peen and has reached the maximum dose that doctors will inject. Yeah. Um, Eric Bell, 70, says he's now hit the maximum amount of filler allowed and has a girth of six inches uh, after undergoing multiple non-surgical procedures to boost the size of dick. Uh, boost the size of dick. Uh, okay, is this is Claire Reed of Lab Bible, uh, not known for her uh, grammar. Uh, boost the size of dick with uh, hyaluronic acid. The retired nurse, who is currently single, uh, says he's already signed up to a sixth procedure to ensure he doesn't lose any inches as the effects of the filler are only temporary. Damn. Uh, speaking about the decision to pump up his peen, Eric said, Most guys think of a needle down there with fear. When, initi when I initially went to talk to the doctors, I was apprehensive. Uh, but with the local anaesthetic, uh, there was nothing to fear. I'll tell all the lads to go for it. <laughs> um, I used to look down and instantly feel depressed that my peen was too small. I haven't been in a serious relationship before, but now I'm dating much younger women. Because uh, I feel my confidence is sky high. Well, yep, yeah, fair play. Uh, the OAP reckons his sex life was virtually was negatively impact, uh, impacted by his naturally small manhood. Uh, says that he was even prescribed Viagra at one point, but that he was still looking for a proper solution to the problem. Filler costs around three grand for ten milliliters of the product, uh, and are used to increase the size, particularly girth. Yeah, it's not going to add you extra inches in length, but it will increase your girth. And now I'm saying that maybe next year, you know, we'll have a lobster crew meet up. We'll all go and get it done. Be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? You know, all all just you know, fellas together, um, and then the female members of the lobster crew, they could just sort of judge to see whether or not they, you know, what does that look any better? Nah, it's just pie willy now. Never mind. Okay, maybe next time. Oh, yeah. uh, there's only a certain amount of filler that I can have before I reach the maximum. Uh, but now I have a successful dating life. I'm happy. Well, good for you, man. Uh, I was a nurse and wanted a non-invasive treatment that would work well. That's exactly what it's done. The women I've had sex with have since said they love it. Cool, man. This is win-win, really, isn't it? Uh, Eric is treated by a doctor at the Morgate Andrology Clinic in Doncaster. More like Doncaster, am I right? <laughs> uh, and he says he's aware of the risks, but he's happy with the procedure. He added, people will make their own assumptions, but unless they've gone through it, they don't know. Doing the treatment has made me more confident and happier than ever. Good for you, man. I like you. I think you're okay by me, Eric. I'm not sure about your dodgy blue beard uh, or your little pants, but, you know, it's up to you, man. That's the joys of living in a free society. You can wear the bluest beard you want. 
and um, get pain in, pain injections. Yeah, fine by me, mate. Fine by me. Okay, look, sex robot brothel fundraiser falls flat after earning just 1% of its 123,000 target. Ah, uh, gutted. Uh, founder Unicole Unicron uh, envisioned envisioned uh, Eve's robot dreams. It would be, become the first consent-focused robot brothel in the world. Uh, but punters failed to cough up enough, enough cash. This is the one where they wanted you to form a relationship with the robot on an app first, isn't it? Uh, Sex Robot Brother was set to go down in history, but it has flopped as it did not reach its $155,000 fundraising target. Um, However, her campaign for the venture accumulated just $2,659. Damn. Oh, this was the one where she was charging, like, wanted people to pay loads to take the robot's virginity. The world is fucked up, man. This is just... (sighs) It's appalling. This is, oh God, the brothel was aimed to be uh, um, aimed at those who have wild fantasies and want to explore without cheating. I consider sex with a robot cheating. I think when it's a, when it's a fully lifelike one like these, where's oh, that guy still on the screen? Get rid of him. Um, honestly, hey, like, yeah. I think my tolerance for sex robot news has gone down, actually. I don't know. I feel like there were a couple of weeks where it was all just fun and laughs and giggles and, yeah, oh, look at this. Oh, that's hilarious. What will I do next? Now I'm just appalled by it. It's just so... Oh, God. Damn. Oh, I still want to get Matt McMullen on the show. Uh, and for one punter who coughed up 10 grand for the campaign, there was the opportunity... Oh, look, he had sort of different goals that you could... Different tiers that you could come in at. Uh, it was for 10 grand... Uh, you had the opportunity to fly to LA for the opening party and to be the first person to take uh, one of the dolls on a private and public date. God, this is. Uh, meanwhile, to have sex with uh, one of the eleven thousand pound robots and get to know her personality in a private curtain booth would set her customers back one hundred and twenty-two dollars. Unicole, who describes herself as a cult leader. <sighs> <laughs> Ah, uh, previously insisted that the brothel would be respecting to robot rights and was keen to do so to avoid a robot rebellion in the future. All right, look, fine. Okay, if you want to try and negate the possibility of a future robot war, fair enough. But again, like I've said before, I feel like it might be a better option to spend your time. If, you get, if, you, if, you, if campaigning for rights is your thing, maybe let's get all these human rights wrapped up first and then we'll worry about uh the rights of inanimate objects oh no the videos of people are, oh that's no, too much for me i'm i'm uh yeah i'm definitely you know people people are supposed to build up a tolerance to this sort of stuff i've gone the other way this is no this is no i need i need cleansing from hard drum and bass look right here we go uh this is capsized by frags frags aka king of portugal uh Big band on Portuguese campus. The Porto Prince. He's just out here getting it done. This is on uh, Cause for Concern Limited. They've got some new compilation album uh, coming soon, which will be good. It's got some frags on it, got some barbarics, got presumably some Cause for Concern on it. Yeah. Outside. 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 
It's a really great record. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's between this and uh, that trade track for Shoe Thrower of the Week. Oh, maybe we'll play the tray one next, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll they can duke it out. Dueling bangers. <laughs> With the shit, what you capsized. Man, that's capsized by Frags. Uh, it is important to always get the right size cap when purchasing, so I would recommend trying caps on in the shop before purchase to make sure that the sizing is correct. Fucking hell, I'm a twat, aren't I? Jesus. Uh, okay, yeah, that's capsized by Frags. He's a good boy. I like him. He's the king of Porto. Uh, I've just anointed him. Blind Mystic, Baba Vanga. So she's got her 2019 predictions. She's been dead for 20 years, but hey, who gives a fuck? Uh, she foresaw 9-11 and Brexit. How about that? Baba Vanga. She sounds like a um, WWF wrestler. Oh, that's Papa Shango. Uh, she's known as the Nostradamus of the Balkans. Uh, she claimed Vladimir, she's claimed Vladimir Putin will be the target of an assassination attempt, uh, while Europe will see economic collapse. Oh, well, that's a bit fun to look forward to for 2019. Uh, let's get her up on the screen. 
This is uh, our gal, Baba Vanga. Uh, she's just out here. She's just out here predicting the future and just getting shit done, you know, just seeing stuff. Um, it is the uh, archetype of the Greek god. I can't remember um, the god in question's name that um, gazed upon... I feel like maybe Aphrodite or gazed upon Shiva while uh, she was bathing and um, it was a man and so she cursed him, made him blind, then felt bad about it, so made him, gave him the ability to see the future. Anyway, our Babs, uh, Baba Vanga, she was blinded in a, in a terrible accident, poor lass, uh, but is now apparently has the gift of predicting the future. Uh, no lottery numbers, though, um, sadly. Uh, a blind mystic who predicted Brexit, the Twin Towers, and the rise of ISIS has been given has given her forecast for 2018. Well, 2019. She hasn't. She's been dead for 20 years. Uh, Baba Vagna, Vanga sorry, uh, has been dubbed the Nostradamus of the Balkans for her predictions, uh, which seem to strike with eerie regularity. Conspiracy theorists look into it. Uh, have long revered her prophecies on global events and natural disasters, despite her being dead for over two decades. Um, now it appears that she has foretold some life-changing occurrences for the next twelve months, including an economic collapse in Europe, bit of fun, uh, and an assassination attempt of Vladimir Putin, bit of fun. Uh, she reportedly believed the threat to Putin will come from inside his own security team. Uh, but did not specify whether the head of the state will die in the attack. That's a very specific prediction for someone who's been dead for 20 years. Where, the, where is this coming from? Are they, is she just like some diaries or something that she'd left behind? Or maybe she'd a time capsule, like one of those Blue Peter time capsules, capsule that they bury in the Blue Peter garden full of uh, porn and uh, alcohol pops. Uh, she thinks a mega tsunami, similar to the 2004 disaster, will strike Asia, while a meteorite will land in Russia. All right. Uh, not only that, but Donald Trump will fall ill with a mysterious illness, leaving him deaf and suffering from brain trauma. Oh, he's suffering from brain trauma already. Get your act together. Sorry. Um, born uh, Vangelia uh, Gashatrova, uh, Baba Vanga passed away in 1996, aged 85. Um, but has already developed a noted reputation in her country of Bulgaria by the time of her death. I'll talk to Koo about this, see if he, see if he knows her. Uh, the clairvoyant was partially sighted, and the legend has it that she mysteriously lost her vision after she was caught up in a tornado during childhood. Uh, she reportedly made hundreds of predictions in her 50-year career, many of which were never written down. Uh, she shot to prominence worldwide after accurately predicting the sinking of the Kursk in, two in 2000. She's got some pretty specific predictions here, but I'm not seeing a lot of quotes about what these predictions were, rather than just like, oh, well, she predicted the Twin Towers and that. Uh, her millions of followers believed that she had paranormal abilities, including telepathy and being able to communicate with aliens. Wow, she's got it all going on. She's the full package, isn't she? She is the full package. Uh, in 1989, she guessed that America will be hit by a terror attack by two steel birds. She said, horror, horror, the American brothers will fall after being attacked by the steel birds. All right, yeah, okay, I can see how you could connect those two. The wolves will be howling in a bush, and innocent bud will be gushing. I wonder what she means by the wolves. Uh, Baba reportedly prophesied in 2016 uh, the 2016 invasion of Europe by Islamist extremists, 
Right, okay. Uh, a conflict she predicted that would begin with the Arab Spring. These are such... Like, yeah, but where's the quote? Where's the... Where's the actual prediction? You can't... This is not... This is from the mirror. Like, I would understand if this was from the fucking Weekly World News or some some nonsense website. But, you, I mean, is this just... Do the mirror just print anything they want now? Is this, like, with no... <laughs> Oh, it's a bit fun, isn't it? I guess. Hey, look, I got five minutes of content out of it. I shouldn't be arguing. Um, where are we? Uh, it also emerged that she predicted that Vladimir Putin and Russia will dominate the world. Uh, in 1979, during a meeting with writer Valentin Sidorov, uh, Vanga said, All will thaw as if ice. Only one remain untouched. Vladimir's glory. Glory of Russia! Too much is brought in a victim. Nobody can stop Russia. Uh, that would be the sort of... Yeah, 1979. That uh, that's just seems like a fairly reasonable thing to say. All will be removed by her from the way and not only will be kept, but also becomes the lord of the world. Scientists have since calculated that 68% of her prophecies had come true, slightly less than the 85% claimed by her followers. Who are these scientists? Oh, no, sorry. I've actually misread that. Uh, unsurprisingly, it's specialists. <laughs> okay, there's a strong difference there between scientists and specialists. Um, yeah, specialists have since calculated... Hey, calc, you won't work that out. The pocket calculator. Steel birds, that'd be 9-11. Uh, yep, there's all this business about Russia. Yep, you'll you give that one a tick. Uh, Brexit, yep, she said, um, she, her prediction was that you cannot defy the will of the British people. Yep, that's a tick. She said, Brexit means Brexit. Yep, another one. That's well done, Baba. <sighs> Donald Trump, brain injury. Yep, we could probably tick that one off now. Oh, Babs, I, I think you're all right. You're okay by me, um, Nostradamus of the Balkans. I'd quite like to, um, maybe, uh, Tom Robinson, not that one, if you could do the Big Bopper treatment. Uh, on her that would be pretty cool um for the for the live stream that'd be nice okay look let's play that tray tune which i i mean until i until we played that frags one i was pretty dead set that that was going to be shoe thrower of the week but uh where are you come on this is called fool's rush it's on viper it's by trey and it's a fucking monster all right babs you've had your time come on there you go
This is, yeah, I'm calling it, man. Frags, I'm sorry, I love you. But this is, this is shoe throw of the week. This is, uh, whoo, this is Trey. Fool's Rush, it's on Viper. And this is the Coffee and Meme shoe thrower of the week. Damn! Man, that's too good. Oh, ah, Liam's Liam in the chat there, spelling shoes in the correct uh, fashion with an E, a U, and an X. Um, I hadn't seen that. Sh- what was it? Shoes and jeans, jeans and shoes. Yeah, Twitter account. That's some funny stuff. That's some some funny bits there. Anyway, Mum snacks on cigarette butts and chalk due to bizarre condition. Okie dokie. Mum of two has a rare condition, uh, which sees her unable to resist eating cigarette butts and chalk. That is a bizarre condition. Uh, And you thought your diet was bad on the run-up to Christmas, eh? (laughs) 42-year-old Karen uh, from Barnsley, South Yorkshire, has pika, a condition that gives people uncontrollable desires to eat non-food items, such as soil, sponges, and in this case, cigarette butts. I'd never heard of that. That is a, uh, yep, that is a peculiar condition. Karen, who's registered blind, uh, now chomps her way through eight cigarette stumps a night, as well as around 250 grams of chalk a week. Man, that's peculiar. Uh, She first began craving chalk in 1997 when she was pregnant with her second child. But she says she has no idea what kicked it all off. I'm really embarrassed now. I have no idea what triggered it, Karen said. Uh, it isn't so much the taste of the cigarette butts or the chalk that I like, it's more the texture and the crunch. Uh, and now my cravings are so strong that when I run out of chalk or don't have a cigarette at hand, um, I get quite agitated and my mouth begins to water. It's a real addiction. This is crazy. Um, Karen, who's grown up, uh, who has two grown-up daughters, 23 and 21, uh, says she didn't act on the, initially didn't act on the cravings. Yeah, well, it's a bit weird, isn't it? She explained, uh, I had quite a late pregnancy... And towards the last few weeks, I remember getting this massive urge to grind my teeth uh, or something hard and chalky. I'd find myself fantasizing about old blackboard chalk that we had at school. It didn't stop there. In 2017, out of nowhere, Karen began to crave ciggy stumps. (laughs) Um, Thinking back to the first time she gave in to the bizarre urge, Karen recalled, because of my blindness, 
I have to be very careful where I put my fag ends so I don't burn the house down. It's responsible. In America, they give you a gun. Um, I usually put them in a little tin filled with water so that they immediately extinguish. But one night, I was watching the telly and I thought, why not give eating one of these a try? <laughs> you ever been sat watching the telly, just watching the X Factor, and you're like, hmm, quite fancy eating a cigarette butt. Uh, again, it was the texture more than anything. The taste was pretty disgusting, very bitter and salty, but I liked the crunch of them in my mouth. Um, why not uh, go try pistachio nut shells? That could be a, um, you know, it could be one. Uh, from there, the cravings got worse, and Karen is smoking between 60 and 80 cigs a day. Uh, so there's plenty of opportunity to indulge in her favourite snack. Uh, however, as a result of her nicotine-heavy diet, Karen's digestive system began to protest, and she was left with constant diarrhoea. Uh, which was enough of a prompter for her to cut back. Karen, who kept her cravings from her partner Andrew, eventually came clean and told him. He looked at me and thought I was a complete weirdo. And I don't really blame him, uh, but he couldn't help me, and I was too embarrassed to go to a doctor, so I just kept suffering. No, go a doctor! Oh, don't suffer in silence. Oh, Karen. Oh, oh, I think she's all right. You know, I think she seems like a canny lass, poor, straight, bizarrely afflicted. Um... But he couldn't help me, and I was too embarrassed to go to the doctor. Unable to curb her cravings for cigarette butts, Karen's longing uh, and Karen's longing to eat chalk also made a reappearance in 2018. She explained, I was outside my sister's garden one night, smoking a tab, uh, when a desire to have a nibble on a brick <laughs> it just struck me. Uh, scraped a bit off a brick wall with my nail and ate it. It was so satisfying, just the texture and feeling that I'd been longing for. This is weird. Um, but Karen was aware that eating chalk would do her no favours um, to, uh, to her already troubled digestive system and it also contains elements of nickel and arsenic. So she went online and found a website that flogs natural chalk imported from Russia at a rate of £17 pounds for 250 grams, meaning that she could eat as much as she fancied without worrying about getting sick. Thanks to the chalk, Karen was able to pull back on the amount of cig stumps that she was eating. That's cute, isn't it? Uh, she only consumes around two or three a day. <sighs> Oh, God. Uh, I, I, I don't really want to tell people about it, especially not doctors. So now only my close friends and family know. In an article on the internet, um, she confesses. I recently discovered a Facebook page for people with Pika. It's been really useful to me. Uh, it's nice to know that it's not just me out there. It makes me feel like that's of a weirdo. Um, uh, why are, so you're doing interviews and stuff this is again this is like the thing with the bloody Channel 4's embarrassing bodies like if you're so embarrassed about it why are you on national TV it doesn't make any sense I don't know I don't understand the world anymore like it's all sex robots and SoundCloud rappers I just can't get my head around it and I am Abe Simpson now I am the, where was the, who was it Sam posted that thing in the Lobster Crew group of um, Abe Simpson angry at SoundCloud that's just me <laughs> she is um, oh no, I, I'm going to save that one for next week. It's just, it's just it's too much. Um, okay, look, what have we got here? Uh, let's play this D-Bridge bit. Where are we? Uh, uh, this is out, uh, Own the Town by D-Bridge. Uh, it's on that new compilation called Splinters, which I think is on Amit's label.
The young have captured this ancient island and taken command in a country where youth has always before been kept properly in its place. Suddenly, the young own the town. Suddenly, the young own the town. This is a nice bit of gear. Yeah, it's just definitely a smoker's tune, isn't it? School Down the Town by D Bridge. It's on the Splinters compilation album with bits by Amit and a few others. Let's have a look. Not 
New D Bridge, school down the town. Definite coffee and means thumbs up from that one. Yeah. Right, okay, come on. It's Friday it's last thing on a Friday. Let's get into it. Midwife earns eight and a half grand a year making placenta products, including smoothies. <laughs> Warning, graphic images. Uh Cara Noble, 23, from Melbourne, Australia. It's not real. Uh, even sells face creams and keepsakes made from the afterbirth. Um, you can get her up here. She's, um... Come on, Cara. Come on. Come on, don't fail me now, Mirror website. Uh, she earns eight and a half grand a year selling homemade placenta products. She's a midwife. You've got to have a side hustle, haven't you? You've got to, um... Bloody website, it's horrendous. There she is. Hi guys, my name is Kira. I'm the owner of Kindred Postnatal Products. I'm just about to run out and deliver a package to a new mum at Sunshine Hospital here in Melbourne. And I just wanted to show you an example of what's going to be in her package. So today she's going to get two different kinds of capsules. That's what she's opted for. So there are two jars. Mm. And inside, I'll show you what the capsules look like. Okay. She's got half raw capsules and what half is it? Um, capsules that are steamed with lemon, ginger and chilli. What, so they're what are they traditional for? Chinese medicine. Oh. The second thing she's going to get in her package for free is a placenta print. Oh. The other thing that she's going to get that comes in a little pink bag is her cord keepsake. This one here I tried to make into a love heart. <laughs> now it Oh, it's a, it's a, so yes, it's a sort of heart-shaped, dried-out uh, umbilical cord. I think, look, if we talk, if, look, let's let, let's talk about ownership and rights and um, stuff. I think the core belongs to the baby, as does the placenta. Like, I think that's the baby's property, and I think it's an infringement on the baby's rights to be flogging it, basically. That, I mean, hey, this is a... Um, this is a sweet deal for her, yeah. She gets something, she gets a um, some material, you know, the placenta or the um, umbilical cord. That That's free, isn't it? She doesn't have to buy that in a stock. And then all she does is dry it out in a sort of heart shape and uh, then sell it back to the mum. That is a fucking sweet business. Jesus, there's no costs in it. You're, wow, she's a smart girl. Like that is, um, yeah, she is. She's a canny. She's a canny one. Well done, uh, Cara. I'm, I'm impressed. You, you should, you should go on the Apprentice. You are literally dripping in business acumen. Uh, she's uh, been collecting fresh placentas from new mothers, and at their request, for two years, um, she turns them into a, vo- a variety of goods. Yeah, so there are sort of pills. Turns them into pills. I mean, it's meant to be really good for you, but I mean. So I can sort of understand that. I mean, you can make it as palatable as possible by putting it into a capsule that you wouldn't have to um, actually taste any of it. Um, but the idea of the umbilical cord made into a little heart, like I know it's all natural and everything, but it, but things that are all natural can also be very gross. Like, you know, you're Todd. It's natural as it comes, but it's also really gross. Um, it's... You know, it's not, a, it's not trying to st- stigmatise birth. Ridiculous. It's just, um, yeah, okay, well, you know, each their own, whatever. It's, it's fine, isn't it? Her business grew after she started researching the benefits new mothers may experience from consuming the placenta. I, I, buy, I buy into that. It, it's, it's just a whole thing full of nutrients. Um, that after launching her business, Kindred Postnatal Products, in 2017, uh, Kira started ranking, raking in eight and a half grand 
that's like two million Australian dollars or something um, per year, selling her placenta products to hundreds of different women. Uh, the young women um, who work for uh, young woman who works full time as a midwife runs her business on the side. She's smashing it. I'm impressed. Uh, with the extra income, she hopes to fund a dream holiday to New York City. Well, that's cute, isn't it? I, don't, I mean, look, we've all had one attached to us at, the, at one point in time, and that's fine and everything. But I, you know, it just looks like a giant scab. It's not cool, man. Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Um, she says, I first heard about the possible benefits of placenta encapsulation, uh, which, turn, uh, which turns the placenta into a pill to swallow after I was I heard about it when I graduated university, mate. Uh, I provided my services to over 100 women so far and I've had nothing but positive feedback, mate. It's fucking amazing. Honestly, I'm making a fucking pound note out of this as well. Basically, it's like just taking a load of stuff you're going to throw away. Stuck in selling it back to someone. It's an absolute fucking gold mine. It, it, you know, everyone's, every, anyone who's had births have one. You know, and it's, it's a lot, people, loads of people have birth these days. So there's, there's plenty of it to go around. Some people might have turned off by it, but it's natural and it's a beautiful thing. It's fine, isn't it? It is a bit gross, though. Uh, you have this organ that has been kept to get the baby alive for nine months, so it's important and special. The baby is much more important and special. That's the best bit of it. Honestly, the placenta net, that's... You don't need to worry about that too much. It's the really... It's the baby that's worth focusing on here. Um, there are so many women that just don't want to see it or know about it. They just throw it away. That's good. They've got a baby to look after. Um, but why wouldn't you want that back inside you? Because <laughs> I've just got rid of it. It's just been hanging around in there for months. Got rid of it. I don't want it back again. <laughs> My role as a midwife is to make women's trans- transitions into motherhood as smooth as possible. This is my passion. So I've just decided to launch the business that natu- comes naturally to me. I think you're doing a great job, you know. But uh, I don't know. I think I probably would take the pills. Yeah, don't see why not. I just don't want the umbilical cord keepsake. Just, no, you can keep that. That's fine. You can sell it to someone else. I don't care. Um, even if it was my one, my umbilical cord. Uh, a friend of mine's umbilical cord is in the... Um, British Museum because it was the longest ever on record. Bit of fun, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't, don't know where, where, where further to go with this. Look, the man of the week, really, um, thanks to my charity jump up video, is Calibre. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so here is, um, oh no, it's gone. Yeah, no, it's gone. Oh, where is it? Come on. No. It's gone? Uh, it's gone. All right, so it's not Calibre, is it? Let's play a bit of classic Ed Rush. Uh, Chub Rub. That bloody jump up video has nearly hit 100,000 views now. That is the best promo for the Calibre album I've seen, anyway. Pete B in the in the chat is saying that his missus has got a bottle of placenta smoothie downstairs. Is it any good? I'll I'll, I'll have a, I'll drink it.
Rob Humphreys, I sincerely hope so. Ah, oh, Pete, B, what are you doing? Get a honk on that placenta smoothie and send us a video, please. It's what the lobster crew need. Lobsters. So after this, I'm going to shout out the VIP list and then uh, it'd be quite nice to um, make this a regular Friday thing whereby we discuss what new things we would like on the show um, and, you know, new features, new uh, any guests or particular things and um, uh, let's have a little bit of a dialogue. So it gives me great pleasure to shout out the VIP list. This is a list of bad motherfuckers that are supporting the show and supporting Threshold.fm as a whole on Patreon. If you want your name on this list, support on Patreon for $10 a month and get it here and you get shouted out at the end of every show. It's Oliver Hooper, Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Paulie Hutton, Ciaran R, Michael Kazitsky, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Cole Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbart, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker, Lily Unsub, Richard Franks, Thomas Hall, Chode Ryder, Andrew Heischelbeck, John Finnison and the BDR crew. BDR crew, BDR crew. Thank you so much for your support. You're all wonderful, wonderful humans. And to everyone else that's supporting on Patreon as well, you're just fantastic. And for people who are sharing the streams, people who are commenting, people who are liking, people who are making this all a fucking laugh riot. Uh, I'm truly, truly grateful.
Kieran, Beardy Man is coming on in January. We're just uh, tinkering over some dates. I mean, if you want to hassle him, go and just message him on any of his social media demanding his appearance on my podcast. I mean, yeah, if there are people you specifically want on the show, hound them on social media. Tell them, oi, go on Ranking Show. We'd like to see you on Ranking Show. Go on. All right, that's Chabra by Ed Rush. That is a freaking classic. All right, so for those on listening on the podcast, thank you very much. I will. You are wonderful, wonderful lobsters, and I'm very appreciative of your support. Um, if you want to, I'm now just you know, going to have a chat with the people on YouTube. Um, if you want to watch that, go and find the YouTube video, uh, Coffee and Memes Radio Show, episode number 60.